Good evening and welcome to Gillen Roscoe's Bodacious Horror Podcast. Um, I am, of course, your host, Mr. Roscoe Vacant, and I'm joined. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, I've just got the giggles tonight. <coughs> I'm joined as ever by my new, new, newly barnetted. Uh, it is quite nice, isn't it? It probably takes years off me. It does, uh, um, Co host and dear friend, Gil Rokotansky. Hello boys and girls. See, there you go, you're already cheating my patter. <laughs> so Gil, you, you got, how, how's your week been? Well, uh, it's been fine. I drank a bottle of bourbon and cut my hair. Yeah, I'm like, this is fucking Monday morning or something like that at nine o'clock. Wednesday morning, yeah. I think it was. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a video of it, but uh, the, the camera operator that I had at the time uh-huh. Uh, held the camera on my face as opposed to above my face where I was ah, doing the cutting. I see. So it's pointless. I see, oh, I see. And we have been tweeted at. By nude nuns with big guns. So there we go. Oh, they've this been is... hacked. They've been hacked. Did you see this pic of you, lol? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, lol. Lol indeed. Yeah, don't click it. Yeah, I'm not clicking it. There's me. <laughs> Getting all excited. To... Nude nuns with big guns, which uh, actually reminds me, last week we had our Bill and Bears. I know, Bears. my God, Bill, Bill Bears Jr., daytime Emmy winner. Yeah. Star of Take This Lollipop, Nude Nuns with Big Guns, um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln vs. Zombies, and um, what's the other one? Children of Sorrow, that's one we really want to see just now, but yeah. um, that'd be really cool. So yeah, we're, we're hoping to have Bill... Uh, on the show sometime soon. Should we play that thing again? Yeah, I think we should, just because people might have missed it. So, here we go. Um, hi, this is Bill Oberst Jr. with a message for Gil and Roscoe. I've listened to your Bodacious Horror podcast, and I really enjoyed it, and uh, have even heard myself mention a couple of times. But the thing is, uh, Gil and Roscoe, I haven't actually uh, received the, an invitation to be a guest on, which is fine. I mean, it's it's your show. You know, you can obviously do what the fuck you want with your own show. But it's just that, I don't know, man, you know. I mean, things happen. You know, accounts get hacked. People get stalked. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to be up front. You better invite me onto your show. Or I will make what I did to that nun look like a child's balloon party. Do you understand me? Damn it. Why do you make me hurt you? Okay. So there you go, that's fucking awesome. Spabble Bells Jr. Yep. Very I organised that as a wee surprise for you. It was really nice, thank you very much. <laughs> and then we had a wee falling out last week as well. We didn't have a wee falling out, I just came home. <laughs> you stormed off like a I wee didn't, girl. I didn't storm off. Like a wee girl that home. just had her first period. I had just had my first period. <laughs> All over your new bathroom. So there we go. Um, yeah, so this week we are going to be discussing... I can't um, believe you think that was a falling out. Trust me, if I fell out with you, you'd know. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so this week we're going to be discussing the big three uh, slasher uh, franchises. So which is uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hatchet, uh-huh. and uh, Leslie Vernon. And Leslie Vernon. Oh no, we've done that. Oh well, we'll have yeah. to change. What will we do then? Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah, so we decided that we would do some kind of offbeat entries in the series. Um, so we've got some stotals for you this week. Um, so if you've not seen these, they're certainly interesting. Um, I've not heard stoter in ages. <laughs> well, these, these uh, a, few, a few Scottish of these films would word. certainly be, be in the dictionary under stotals. <laughs> some of them should How? be stoted. <laughs> stoted out a window. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to be discussing Halloween 5. Um, the Revenge of Michael Myers. Yeah. Um, and what a revenge it was. Um, <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Loves. Yep. Um, a Nightmare and on Elm Street. Part 2, yeah. Freddy's Revenge. And also Jason. And oh, sorry, this is Jason. Yeah, so a, a nice, uh, yep. nice selection. Um from the vaults. Gil, have you managed to watch anything else this week? Or no? Uh, no, well, you go first. Well, I know uh, you've been. I know you've been really busy this. Week. I've had a lot. Of, I've had a really bad bout of insomnia. Yeah. So, so I've actually made a list of what I watched and what order I watched. You should have it. really made a list of films that you haven't watched. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Other yeah. than other than the well, this week, other than the films that we're discussing, I watched, um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. The New Blood. I really liked that. And also a film called uh, Supernatural Activity, which I really fucking liked. And it's the kind of film that our dear friend... just got that name because... Our dear friend David Anders Jr. from Develop Podcast. Hi, David. Um, He's the type of person... Well, this is the type of film, rather, that David would go, Oh my God. Fuck this movie. <laughs> that sounded more like uh, oh that sounded more like Harry S. Pinkett <laughs> from Half of the Back. Pizza rolls. Yeah, so your your impression of David Anders Jr. and Harry S. Plinkett yeah. impressions are identical. They're one and the same, so I wonder if David likes Maybe, pizza rolls. I wonder if David is Harry S. Plinkett. Who's fucking with my meds? <laughs> Jamie is fucking with your meds. <laughs> Jamie is. Oh, there's, there's more catchphrases for Yeah, you. so, um, yeah, and also, so Supernatural Activity kind of follows a kind of Chris Angel um, spoof character, and it's a kind of... It isn't Chris Angel, it's a, a, a spoof he himself. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he certainly a spoof of himself. Um, but it's a kind of... I saw him uptown and people were shouting at him, Oi, you spoof! He's <laughs> done... Yeah. I think that's what they were shouting. We can edit out the homophobia. That later. wasn't. That was. <laughs> that was just a joke. He enjoys an alternative lifestyle. Is Chris Angel gay? No. Well, there you go. It's he not just feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Just feels so, like he dress hangs about with Tommy Lee. You're fucking it's... with my illusions. <laughs> That would, that, oh, that would be, there we go. You made an allusion to illusions. Yeah. I heard you liked illusions, so I put, so a, I put an, illusion. an illusion in your illusion. <laughs> hey, doggy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it kind of it as a kind of take on the found footage genre, um, and it's like a film within a film within a film, 
So very funny. Uh, he takes money for illusions. Yeah. Sorry, that was a. That's a, okay. That was a reference to Arrested Development there. Ah. That was the when uh, Franklin uh-huh. as the pimp. Right. They turn illusions for money. Ah, I get yeah. it. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So it's good. Um, it's like one of these things where there's great moments in it, but the majority of it's rubbish. You have to just wait on them. But fortunately, it's probably what eighty-seven minutes long or yep. something like that. Yep. They usually are yeah. eighty-five to eighty-seven. It's decent spoof. They never. Um, they never get to ninety-one. Ah. Uh, no. Exactly. So have you watched anything else? Fucking loads of Seinfeld. Yeah. So much Seinfeld. <laughs> And is there much horror-related material in Seinfeld? Well, they went to see Plan 9. At the cinema? Yeah, they went to see Plan 9 at the cinema, or they planned to. Every time Jerry Seinfeld seems to make a cinema book, and it always seems to fall through. (laughs) (laughs) Due to some wacky thing happening. (laughs) Like Kramer gets arrested for shouting racial abuse at somebody in an audience, or something like that. It's funny how you put that to the back of your mind when you're watching, <laughs> when you're watching Oh, Michael like, Richards, he's so funny. That's that man that shouted that really, really <laughs> offensive thing at a man. Yeah. Instead of four copies of it. Yeah, so Gil... It wasn't Pictionary, it was a stand-up So Gil, let's, um, let's move on now to our... Hillbilly Pictionary. <laughs> that would be what it was. To the longest last of all time. It's not! The films that you have watched this week. Okay. I, including all the films from the, the franchises that you've seen. In, in the order of which I watched them, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the original? Yep. Just because I find it funny. Nightmare funny on in Elm- a good way? Yeah. Well, cheesy way. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Uh-huh. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Freddy vs. Jason. Man, I wish I watched uh, Nightmare 3. That's my favourite one. I really like Nightmare 3. I know. I've got it on VHS somewhere. I, I bought it from a video club. Yeah. Like one of those ones where they used to post. Britannica it. music. Yeah, type it was. Uh, it, it was actually Britannica. No, I love that film. That's so fucking good. <laughs> um, and actually, a guy who phones in to develop a podcast worked on a lot of special effects on uh, Nightmare 3. That's oh, cool. Interesting. So maybe he's in something else that I've seen there. Yeah, probably. Uh, Friday the 13th, part 6. Yep. Friday the 13th, part 7. Jason X. Did you notice that you watched part 5 as well? Friday the 13th. We're only at oh, right, number okay. 7. Okay, sorry. There are 24 items on this <laughs> list. Okay, so Jason X. <laughs> Jason X. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. His Name Was Jason, documentary about the Friday the 13th series. Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy. Which is a four-hour documentary all about Elm Street. It's really good. They do all the films in order. Yep. Uh, See, I think that'd be really good. I mean, that's the thing that you, you kind of sold it to me with was that they do the films in order, and I think that'd yep. be quite quite interesting. Rather so Wes Craven than, comes you know, into it and then goes away, uh-huh. and then comes back again. Because he didn't. Was he actually involved in anything apart from New Nightmare? Or? One and three. All oh, right. Okay. He did one didn't want Elm Street to be a franchise, went away for two, they made that on their own. He mm-hmm. came back for three, thinking, well, at least I can wrap it up, that'll be it, and yep. then went away again. Okay. The only one that he's got anything really nice to say about from the sequels is uh, four. 
because he really likes the director and says that the director did some interesting things, but four is not a very well received one. But it's the one with all uh, that's uh, Dream Master. Oh, aye, right enough. Yep, uh, Sound City, the Dave Grohl documentary about Sound City. Parade. Was that any good? It was. It was good. It was. It was interesting. It's. It seems a lot longer than it is though, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure that's a great endorsement. Yeah. Piranha 3 Double D. Okay. Watched that in 3D. Did you? Yep. How'd you manage that? On the television with anaglyph glasses. Oh, do you. Does it offer an anaglyph? Yes. Option. It, it does. There's an anaglyph option on the one I've got. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, the anaglyph glasses, as you see, that are ah. sunglass type, yeah, not yeah. like the crappy ones that fall apart. That's really cool. Uh, Indie game, the movie that mm-hmm. Ross Gilchrist was talking about last week. Sure. So I then had to get a hold of uh, Meat Boy mm-hmm. and uh, Braid. Uh-huh. It's it's good, but you do find yourself kind of going, these aren't the sort of people I would want to spend much time with. They all mm-hmm. seem very odd. It's like you keep expecting one of them to just have a full-on meltdown. Aye. Uh-huh. And it seems like it's getting close sometimes. Oh, then I watched Friday the 13th, part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, part 5, part 9, then part 8. Okay. Then uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Are, are we going to come back to discuss these later on? Then, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Okay. So that's that's my list. That is 39 hours, 22 minutes and 2 seconds. Jingle bells, man. That's insomnia for you, baby. Mm-hmm. I have also watched other things. That's just the films. Wow. So do you think we'll be we'll be, be coming back to discuss those the franchise? Do you think? Uh, I think we'll discuss the franchise a wee bit, but I think that at some point we will have to do an episode where we do like either the originals or the remakes, okay. which will be a more rounded thing. Because since we're doing Freddy versus Jason, mm-hmm. that'll lead into overall franchise discussion. Okay. So sure. Maybe if we. If we talk about these films and their parts within okay. the franchise, cool. okay. and then do an overview. Right, that's cool. Unless you want to do no, the franchise, it's okay. up to you. Nope, that's cool. Just to try and make some use of your ridiculous <laughs> waste of time. Bank of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another like, oh, way of saying. Let's, let's do it for. Let's do it in like another six months. Then I have to watch them all again. Yeah. No. But. Yeah, that's 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 been my week. Yeah. What about you? Working. Working <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you see, I I figure that uh, if if this was a job, that is a working week. That's ridiculous, skill. That is. That's that is a working. That is a ridiculous. Week. And that's without uh, jingle bells. Without man. lunch breaks or anything. Dear me, man. Anyway. So that's well, that's interesting. Um, I think that's the longest I've watched for an episode. That's the most. Yeah, especially since we're only going to be discussing three films. Three we're films. Di- well, sorry, three four films. We're discussing six hours of stuff, and I've watched forty that's in preparation. Impressive. It's not. It's stupid <laughs> beyond belief. Okay. Especially since two nights ago, you said to me, oh, I'm having a really difficulty getting time to watch these films. Yeah, even watching the films that I needed to watch was ridiculously difficult last week. Um, so no, I've uh, unfortunately not managed to really watch. Just because you're living up the Bachelor lifestyle, isn't it? That's what Bachelors do, is they, they 
they sit on their own and watch Seinfeld. Yep. That's in the handbook. That's in the handbook, right. Um, okay guys, well we'll be back after this short interlude. Take a journey with the Phantom Eric as he explores the last 100 years of horror. 100 films to be explored, each one with the related themes, actors, and directors that made the last century of horror cinema so great. Travel the world from Germany to Scandinavia, Italy to France, North America and everywhere in between, with no stone left unturned. The zombies are locked up, the vampires are asleep, and the prowlers have slain their last group of campers for the night. So take the hand of the Phantom American Lester Reaper, as this is one time travel experience you won't want to miss. Okay guys, um, so Halloween. Halloween, Halloween five. 5, The Revenge of yeah. Mickey Beers. So this one leads on directly from Halloween 4. Yeah. Well, it's a year later. Uh-huh. It has like the, the typical Halloween, here's what you uh-huh. missed before, which Friday the 13th do really well. Uh-huh. <laughs> they do it a lot. Uh-huh. But we'll talk about that later on, right? because yep. they all just seem to run into each other. But yeah, this one, uh, <laughs> do your David Anders impression again. Oh my god, fuck this movie. Yeah, fuck this movie. So, Halloween 5, fuck this movie. Yeah, Halloween 5, just, they're clutching at straws to keep the franchise alive. So this by is, keeping like Laurie's family uh-huh. involved in some way. So this is Laurie's is it Laurie's daughter? Laurie's daughter Jamie. Yep. Um, Laurie's supposed to Laurie has uh, supposedly died mm-hmm. in a in a car crash or right. something like that. I can't remember if that was mentioned in four or five, mm-hmm. but I yeah, I think that was mentioned in four. That's how Jason comes back he, uh-huh. he was, well she's she's dead. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, because like H2O pretty much, was it H2O that pretty much uh, just took everything back to the third one and pretty much wiped out all the yeah, continuity that had happened since then? Probably one, so of the most ex- one of the most extreme retcons ever. Uh, sure. Because there's what, five films in between? Yep. yep. In between like uh, two and because, well it doesn't take it back to three because, well, three's unassociated story. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course so it is, yeah, yep. absolutely. So this, this Probably is... Probably my favourite of the franchise actually is Season of the Witch. Fair enough. Yeah. My favourite of the franchise is the original. Yeah. Yep. I really uh, no, like no, absolutely. The, the original was great, but it's just that I really dig that and it kind of stays with you. Um, more than It's more memorable than a lot of the things. More I'm... memorable? Yeah, of course it is. Oh. You're insane. Yeah. But, yeah, five, I mean, do you want to do the synopsis? I don't really know what happened in the movie. Michael Myers, <laughs> Michael Myers walked around back. and Dr. Loomis uh, shouted at a wee girl. and Yeah, Jamie is, like, uh, mute by her own choice type thing. Much like Tommy. Tommy Jarvis. Yep. And uh, Friday the 13th part five. Yep. But uh, yeah, this this film's just shit. It's just really bad. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I've, Who piped this? Um, I think we got a suggestion through from, I think it was Jason. Jason Lloyd. Because you asked what film's really bad. Well, no, I'd asked for interesting or offbeat selections. <laughs> well, at least you didn't pick six. That's got Paul Rudd in it. <laughs> right, okay. So there we go. Ah, uh, you've not seen Six, have you? No, I've not. No. Yep, uh, it's, uh, it's it's the cost, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, the one with because in this film it kind of hints at the the storyline of support. Yeah, because you've got the the black, uh-huh. the yeah. the man in black uh-huh. who appears a couple of times, yep. and you're like, what's this about? And it doesn't really you just don't care uh-huh, all the way through this film you just don't give a shit um but i mean it does obviously the sixth sixth episode that's that's obviously that gets discussed in more detail it's the it's cult of thorn cult. and yeah. all that kind of thing i have seen it but it must have been a while ago because i know bits and pieces about the story yeah um but it's just kind of it's kind of hazy to be honest but um, this this one is just like the the least memorable out of all the oh, Halloween films, I think. Something. It's even less memorable than the one that's got uh, Katie Sackhoff in it, which I can't even remember the name of. It might yeah. even be some like Halloween Resurrection. Right, okay. That's the one where it's the uh, reality TV show. Ah, sure. Uh-huh. Set in, like in, in Michael Myers' house. house. Yeah. But, yeah, I really I don't know what to say about Halloween 5, apart from seriously don't watch this. Fucking irritating piece of I th- shit. I think for me the the Halloween franchise at the three is, it's the one that started all of this, and it's kind of it's very influential in that sense. Yeah. Um, Halloween was a film that, that really kicked off a subgenre, oh. or certainly. It brought it to more mainstream yeah, attention. Yeah, sure, sure. That was. Yeah. That's the the beauty of Halloween. It's just a it's just a jalo, isn't it? Really, it's it's an American version of yeah. jalo, um, but. For me, um, this series, I, I don't have any particular strong feelings about, um, compa- compared to Friday the 13th, where, I could, where I've got an opinion on every film, every film throughout the series, I could say, well... They, they messed up you, continuity here, and well, not so much. this I'm, isn't something Casey would do. I don't care about continuity, I'm not the type of person that I cares do. about it. I know you do, because <laughs> you're a pedant. Um, whereas I'm more interested in... If you're thinking about this, isn't something that Jason would do. You're not. You're going to make up a whole series of boring films like Halloween. No, because Whereas, some some <laughs> things have been removed from Friday the Thirteenth uh-huh. uh, because people said that's not something Jason would do. Uh-huh. It's the same with the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Mm-hmm. Like some people have got extreme like uh-huh. films and extreme hate for other films because they see these films as just being something that uses the character yeah, as opposed to being something that the character enough. would yeah, do absolutely. and Halloween yeah. just seems to try and crowbar this character into as many different things as possible because they've already given it the backstory with Laurie uh-huh. they, they keep trying to bring it back to some distant fucking relative uh-huh. and Oh, it's somebody that was adopted out 14 times uh-huh. and moved around the world and now lives in a shack in Tibet and mm-hmm. Michael Myers turns up and stabs him in the face, yeah. but before he can get to them, he has to kill three million other people. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, it's fucking, it's useless. It's, it's like, uh, just having something that's really enjoyable to watch, and 
putting it in a background where it just doesn't seem to fit continuously. Okay. Uh huh. Like Donald Pleasance mm-hmm. could have been the character that was constantly going up against Michael Myers uh-huh. in a more intense way. Uh-huh. Instead of him just being like a an advisor to the police all the time. Uh-huh, sure. You know, if they'd made it like it was a it was Michael Myers against Loomis. Uh-huh. Just all the way through instead of having to try and drag mm-hmm. it back to this family. They could have kept it within Haddonfield quite easily yeah. and made it that it is just every Halloween he comes back. You know, even could be in slightly different forms. Sure. You because know, he wears a different mask in this one uh-huh. at one point. Uh-huh. And you're thinking Which is pretty cool. Why? Why is he even wearing a different mask? It's Halloween. Uh-huh. He didn't even have to. Well, that's true. Yeah, that that's entire true. mask is just explained away by the line, oh, you're wearing the mask I gave you. Uh-huh. Why would he give a fuck? <laughs> Why would Michael Myers <laughs> even know? No, fair enough. Why would he go I thought it was kind of cool seeing him in a different mask. And I, I, I don't know. That's, for me, that's cool. Um, but also yeah. having him driving, sitting there like driving her uh-huh, about, sure. and you're like, why the fuck is he driving? Yeah. You know, he is not the sort of person that tries to disguise himself and sneak in <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. You know, he just turns up and kills everybody. But in this film, you've got him trying to use the friend to to have some reason to turn up at uh-huh. a Halloween party. Yeah. You're like, you're already in a fucking Halloween costume. If you think that changing your mask is your way to get in, just put a different fucking mask on. You don't need the girl in the car. That's right. There's a good bit where he, in, in number four, where he just sticks his head through a window. Yep. That's amazing. That's about the only bit that that really kind of in the whole series that I just love, um, just because it's it's the, it's one of these things that just sticks with you because it's so creepy. It's just a really intimidating way that he uh, does it as well. So because when he goes through the window, he kind of pauses as well, and you're like, well, he's just mental. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he's just sort of fucking bulldozer. Yep. and that's what the character should be used as. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was pretty disappointed when. Rob Zombie made the second Halloween. Uh-huh. It's like Rob Zombie had done, a, as far as I'm concerned, a fairly decent job of the the remake. You know, he'd put enough changes in it, but kept enough stuff in it the same. Uh-huh. You know, some people complain that Michael Myers drives, mm-hmm. and, but Michael Myers drives in the original Halloween yeah. series anyway. I think... He shouldn't know how to yeah. drive, because he's, he's been locked up since he was a little boy. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You know, no, you can't walk uh, everywhere. Yeah, I I enjoyed the Halloween remake. Um, but I wouldn't go any further than that. I, th- I felt it was... I mean, as I was saying before, I'm not a purist. It's not as if I've got any great love for this series. Um, but I, I certainly enjoyed the remake. Your um, favourite thing about this series this is the little picture that I've made for this episode. Yeah, it was that's yeah. that's as far as you go. Really. That picture looks smart. Yeah, I just I just kind of a bit disappointed, I suppose, when Halloween came out because I really enjoyed I really enjoyed Devil's Rejects, um, and I I loved House of Thousand Corpses. Devil's Rejects was kind of for me a, a bit of a grower because I. I found it very, very disturbing and stuff, and because of that, it kind of put me off a wee bit. But mm. I actually grew to really enjoy that film. Um, and I then, think I would have preferred it if it hadn't been the same characters. 
Right. See, if he'd made it three different characters, then uh-huh. I wouldn't have been going, why are they all acting so differently? See, that's, that's just you, though. You've written you, so you, differently. You do, you, that's your attitude to life, is that... Yeah, but I'm not sure if he'd written a story about three people that <laughs> uh-huh. were doing a thing, and then gone, well, everybody liked but House so of a Thousand Corpses, so uh-huh. how can I tie these in? I'll, I'll make it those three characters. That's the I way it kind of seemed. I took them in a completely different direction, and I don't think your characters need to be... Once you've established characters, they need to always have the same character. You can, you can reimagine your own characters however you want for any. I mean, it's 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 not a direct sequel. You can by give them a nine AM haircut. But I mean, they they, they exist in their own world, and they, it's a, each film. Both those films stand alone as different different things, and to me, that's that's why it's okay for Michael Myers one one time to to have slightly different. And mannerisms to, to well, he's, he's played film. by different people through right, sure. most of the series as well. So that's sure. uh, that's an interesting thing is that people don't really have a, a favourite Michael. I think really maybe the original Michael mm-hmm. is the one that people really like. Of course, like two, but mm-hmm. as it gets later on into the series, they just don't use the character properly. So you find yourself not really yeah. caring, and you're just waiting to see like how's he going to kill somebody. Just a stuntman, right? You yeah. just like you just get a stuntman. So I mean, that's that's cool. Um, I don't think we've had too much to say about this, so it's maybe better just to yeah to move yeah. on. I mean, it, I just thought it was a mess. It wasn't. It, it didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't feel right at all. It just. It, it just, looks it didn't and feels VHS. Yeah, it does. It just didn't hold my attention. Um, I don't know whether having watched four would have maybe. No, not really. Not I saw all, no. I saw four not all that long ago, and no. it's it's just it's all it's so separate because it's the year before. It right. it really doesn't matter. Right. Okay. okay. It's like you you just don't care about Michael sure. at this point because the idea that he's at the start of this film he's supposedly been lying in a coma for a year being looked after by a hermit in a shed uh-huh sure and uh-huh. then wakes up and kills the hermit i uh, know exactly you know, uh-huh. you're like well so is michael myers meant to be a supernatural being by this point mm-hmm. if so how did he become a supernatural yeah, being? yeah it's just it doesn't matter whereas freddie and jason we know what they are yeah Throughout the film, you think series. the Herbert is a Frankenstein illusion, or uh, I just didn't not. even care by that point. <laughs> and that was yeah. the start of the film because it just threw it up. I mean, it wasn't even as if it was uh, was very long. It was that just segment. a way for them to yeah. kind of explain where has he been for a year. Yep. Okay. Like, All right. So he's been in a shed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what a man! Our sincere apologies to everybody that loves the Halloween franchise. I'm sorry. Well, um, I, I love the Halloween series in the idea of it, just right. not so much the execution, the further on it gets. Uh-huh. I mean, H2O was at least a decent attempt to putting something back into uh-huh, it, sure. but I think when you've got like four, five, six, mm-hmm. even people that really like the original Halloween, they're, they're just watching it for Michael Myers, they're not watching it for storyline and sure. plot. Okay. And films should have some of each of those things. <laughs> Tends to help. Yep. Okay. Right. We'll be back after this. Do you like horror podcasts that are family friendly with boring hosts with bad opinions? 
that like to perform circle jerks on each other every episode? If you do, you're in luck. There are plenty of other podcasts and other network of podcasts out there that you can listen to. But if you like to have fun and realize that the horror genre is based on this, and you want to listen to entertaining hosts each and every show talk about not only popular horror movies, but also foreign, indie horror, and rare obscure gems, then look no further than Horrorphilia.com and our Horrorphilia network of podcasts. We currently host nine radically different podcasts, with many more to come. I guarantee you we have something for every horror fan out there. Well, unless you're one of these people that get easily offended, don't like to try something new, or just some type of pompous douchebag. In that case, we don't want you listening anyways. For everyone else, come on down to Horophilia and prepare to have multiple eargasms each and every week. Horophilia, the sashimi of horror podcasting. So, Friday the 13th, part 6, Jason Lives. Yep. That's that's pretty shitty. Yeah. I, I Do you want to summarise this one? Yeah, this is an amazing film. This is so good. Um, <coughs> so, <laughs> Tommy Jarvis has making been his third appearance. Yeah, making his third appearance following uh, what four, is it? A new beginning. Four, four and five. Yeah, yeah. A new beginning where it's just Tommy going mental in a hospital. Yeah. Well, um, in a kind of halfway house uh-huh. type. See that one was new on Netflix when I was going through the whole series. Um. So, uh, but that's that one's actually been added now. Um, so I've I've actually not seen that one. It's only one in the series that I've not seen. But Have you next, yeah. Um, so, sorry, I think that's your neighbour's going crazy. No, it sounds like somebody's just come in with a crying baby. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Tommy Jarvis and his friend drive out to the grave of Jason Voorhees. Um, have after having a series of uh, nightmares. And, yep. Uh, they uh, are planning to, for some reason, dig up the bones of Jason and set him on fire or something. Yep. Because yeah. Tommy thinks if he cremates Jason, Jason can never come back. Yep. Um, so he's obviously not been watching the films. Um, well, because it does have quite a definite death at the end of number four, right? It does. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not at the end of. Uh, the end of uh-huh. At the end of four, he's, uh-huh. he's got. Two kind of definite deaths uh-huh. because uh, he has the well, spoiler <laughs> machete through the eye, thing. Yeah. and then Tommy goes mental with the machete, and mm-hmm. basically you think that he's probably hacked him up. But when you see the grave uh-huh. in six, it's not all that hacked up uh-huh. to be honest. But this is a, an interesting uh, point about Friday the Thirteenth Part Six is. It's the first one that actually introduces the idea of Jason as being a supernatural being. Oh, that's right. Because so up got, until then he uh, has been, he was suspected drowned, but the body uh-huh. had never shown up. Yep. So the idea is that he'd gone away, left in the woods. Because mm-hmm. I think is, uh, is it this one or four where you see the shack that he? That's four. That's four. The shack that he supposedly lives in. Was he of three or four? Yeah. So we've we've seen the idea that he is like he lives uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere and and the the Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. is supposedly just this uh-huh. person who never went back to visit his mother. Yeah, <laughs> type uh-huh. thing. So I mean, it, this this is the the beginning of a kind of new era yes. because it's a zombie Jason, it's a Walking Dead Jason that's been reanimated by Tommy Jarvis. Um, by quite by no, accident. Reanimated by God. Uh huh. Quite by accident. 
Because um, he stabs him with a big metal spike yep. during a lightning storm. Yeah. And you're thinking, like, if you're wanting to destroy somebody that you think could come back from the grave, yeah. And you've ever seen Frankenstein? So yeah, Tommy. Um, Tommy decides to. Tommy tries to warn everybody after his friend gets killed in the the cemetery um, in a very amazing and humorous way. Um, and <laughs> no one to tell people what the amazing and humorous way is. I can't remember. He ends up in the grave, but yeah. I don't remember what. That was about that, that amused me. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Replacing Jason. Um, and Tommy tries to warn the townsfolk of the of what is it Forest Green the cha- Forest Grove the chain uh, Forest Forest Green New Jersey. Uh huh. So, so that's the only time that you ever have any idea where Crystal Lake's meant to be. Right, right. Because right. Uh, where they filmed it uh-huh. was uh, in New Jersey, and it had all these signs that said keep our forest green. Ah, right. Uh-huh. So, because they would appear in the background of certain shots, ah, great. it's in the script, the, the area has had its name changed to, to forest, forest green. green. Yep. Great. Good factoid. Yep. Um, so, Tommy gets locked up and the a, a wee, a fresh wave of killing start, start and happening at Crystal there's Lake. There's a girl as well who uh, seems just a bit too interested in Tommy for somebody that you're like how does she even know Tommy she's <laughs> she's not in four she's not in five yeah she's fine she's a, she meets him at the start yeah and within like five minutes I, I like the the fact that Tommy Jarvis can pull a woman just by exactly. saying come here you <laughs> whilst in a prison cell yep. and he just being accused kisses, of murder yep, yeah kisses her through the bars uh-huh so I yeah, this <laughs> this film, I love this film so much. Um, this is such a great movie, and <laughs> I, I don't know if it was because I was just like in the middle of fatigue from watching the the rest of the series, um, which I actually really like. I have to say, I enjoy the Friday the Thirteenth series a lot more than uh, a lot more than than a lot of these because I think I think with with Jason you've got a whole range of different. Um, they they at least try to make things different in each one, yeah. and it's. Um, I just think this is the most realised, uh, and it's it's such a. It's you've a, not seen Jason X. I've not seen that's that, no. that's the thing. Jason X, I think, is the greatest of. I've the seen bits. I saw films. I saw maybe an hour of it and then turned it off because I didn't like it. So that's our uh, maybe half an a, hour of it. Um, beast of a film. Yeah. So but, up up to this point, anyway, that's certainly the. This is certainly the one that I enjoy the most, and um, oh, it's it's a self-aware horror film in the same sense that um, quite a long period before you had things like New Nightmare and Screams. I mean, this was nineteen eighty-six. Um, this was this was made. Um, well, they must have put the New Jersey thing in because it was actually filmed in Covington, Georgia. Right. Thirty minutes outside of Atlanta. There you go. Okay. Cool. The camp is Camp David, Camp Daniel Morgan. There we go. What did the re- was it uh, Camp Forest Green? They renamed the the camp. Yep. Uh, so all the way through, there's those nice nods to to other horror films. We get Frankenstein. And Bond. 
We get yeah, and Bond as well. Which I, I think it's a shame because the Friday the Thirteenth titles uh-huh. at the start they've always been really basic, and the names appear in just like random yep. places uh-huh. on the screen. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. And it just always disappoints me when you watch this one, and they have like the Bond style uh-huh. opening because it's usually like the eye. But they did still maintain the random placement. For yeah, well. but when they make it look like a Bond intro, I was hoping that they would just maintain that. Random oh, sure. bit, but then they would have like girls in hockey masks yep. doing the Bond right. dancing. <laughs> it just always yeah. disappoints me that they Maybe they that. only do that little illusion. You can make a fan of it. Yep. Um, so I'll write the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. Um, yeah, so we get references to Frankenstein. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street's mentioned in there as well, I think. Um, but there's like a girl Nancy who struggles with her sleep. Yep. Um, and there's because uh, this is classed as meta. Yeah, it, is, it definitely is. It is a it is a, a really enjoyable film. It's, it is one of the more enjoyable ones out of the series. Probably the the last good one. Right. I think maybe. You know, seven. Mm, I quite liked seven. I have to say. Um, uh, which one was that again? I have just watched all that's, of them. That's um, one of the psychic new blood. Oh yeah, seven. Seven would have been a nice way to end it. Yeah. I think. Okay. Because we get the groovy scene. And of course, she looks like a, our listener of a key custard. <laughs> As we've pointed out. I, yeah. I was watching it going. She reminds me of somebody, who the hell is it? Or have I seen her in something else? Or so, like watching the film on IMDb oh, yeah. going like, no. And then I was on Facebook later <laughs> on and I was like, that's it. So, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps she's got telekinetic powers, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But we could ask her. Perhaps we'll never know. Um, but yeah, I really dig that one because it's got the unmasking scene that's that's great, really yeah. good as well. And then it starts kind of going downhill in terms of the series because like Jason takes Manhattan, which I kind of like the posters for, but that's yeah, yeah. film which, uh, Those posters were actually withdrawn. Oh, is that right? So they were because the New York. Because you'd said that you liked those posters because yeah. the you couldn't believe the tourist board would let them do that. <laughs> the, the tourist board objected. Oh, all right, I see. So there we you go. can still get them on eBay and things uh-huh, like that. So you get are... t-shirts, they made the t-shirt. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's that's cool. Um, and then number, what's number nine? Oh, Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Which Jason does not go, well, he can't he, go he to does hell. Go in to the last hell, 30 seconds of the but film. But that's where the franchise goes to shit. Yeah. And it's the only time in my life I've ever been watching something that Erin Gray's in. <laughs> and going, oh, I don't really want to be watching this. Yep. You know, horror of Buck Rogers fame. Here we go. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this film. Um, Do you want some factoids about it? Yeah, sure. I'll if you've got some, some, if you get some trivia, that would be good. Uh, mm. uh, there's some of them that are really boring. They're so silly. It's just like Tommy, they don't believe Tommy Jarvis until it's absolutely... At the, the latest possible point. Oh, John Shepard was uh, who played Tommy in uh-huh. the the one that you've not seen was originally slated to return as Tommy, but backed out of the role after becoming a born again Christian. Oh, so there you go. There's there seems to be a recurring theme of people that have been in like the Freddy and Jason films 
becoming born again Christians and turning yeah. their back on the franchise. Well, Bubble Burst is actually a Christian. Yeah, but he, he accepts the horror yeah. is awesome and it doesn't, yeah. you know, it's not like this yeah. corrupting thing. But there's a few people that have been in these films uh-huh. that, that then find God and go, well, obviously my past career, I must turn my back yeah, on this now. Yeah, a bitch getting into interview. They, they don't. They a just lot don't of them just, just refuse to even discuss the things now. There you go. Uh, oh... It's the only Friday the 13th film where there are actually kids staying at the camp. Oh, right enough. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also the only one with no nudity. Can I just say the kids are fucking great in this. And the two boys, I just wish that they had been in it more. (laughs) Because, man, they were great. And it was just that if they had been the protagonists in this, it would have just been really, really good. Because they they were so snidey. And it was like watching the kind of Muppet show, like with the... Oh, it was like that. So what what did what did you want to be when you grow up? In <laughs> past tense. I, I I did really like that with a hide under the bed. <laughs> oh, it's great. And, and the, Nancy the, was good as well. I like Nancy. She would. She there's a the little fun. girl that prays as well. And it's Nancy. the only the only time the uh, God is uh-huh. really mentioned. And she says it? the prayer from. And there's, as well. Yep, and there's this. There was meant to be a bit at the end when they're all gathered round where she kind of looked up and went, thank you. Uh-huh. But they removed that because they're like, oh, we don't want to be a wee bit heavy-handed uh-huh. with the, the Christianity thing. Sure. So I thought that was quite interesting yep. the, that they wanted to bring that back in at the end of the film. But they yep. didn't. I think Jason looks great in these, well... This one, to a more limited extent, but I think in number seven he looks amazing. He looks That's so Kane good. Hodder, who is my favourite Jason. Yeah. He is Jason in seven, eight, nine, uh, and ten. ten. Well. Yeah. But it wasn't in... But not in Freddy vs. Jason, which uh-huh. is a fucking outrage. Yeah, I don't think Ronnie... Is it Ronnie Yu, the director? I think he was too bothered. He was just told by New Line they wanted a he, different... He didn't want to make the film. But we'll right. talk about that. Ah, right. So there you go. He, he didn't care. Right. He, he, he was bothered either way. He doesn't like either franchise. Ah, because I was listening to the commentary and he, had, he certainly didn't seem bothered about, yeah. the, about the... No, he, he said he, he didn't... Ken he Kelsinger no, was repl- that replaced him. Who uh, appears in uh, Jason Ma- Takes Manhattan. Ah, yeah, number eight. He is uh, in the diner. Uh-huh. When Jason throws the the guy that works in the diner into st- the mirror, he's a stuntman. Yep. Ah, right. But so, uh, I, I think there's there's quite a few films where there's more than one person plays Jason. Mm-hmm. So there's actually it's uh, Kane Hodder that plays Freddy's hand mm-hmm. at the end of Jason Goes to Hell as well, mm-hmm. and a guard. Yeah. Good. He's a like the second victim, mm-hmm. like the two guys that are outside the mortuary. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a tall one that looks like a wrestler. There we go. But the one thing about the Friday the 13th films that I, that even having watched them all this week, that I can never totally pinpoint is, what point does he start wearing the boiler suit? I've never thought about that, I don't know. Because these days it is like, Jason, you picture him, boiler suit hockey mask right there's no hockey mask until nearly the end of three 
Yeah. There's no boiler suit up until at least seven. Yeah, I was quite surprised by the obviously that there was no um, that there was there was no when I first watched the series and I was kind of quite late to the party with this one and when I first watched the series I was quite surprised that the mask wasn't. Um, it was an accident. Kind of it was originally meant to be an umpire's mask. Sure, right, sure. And it's not even a proper yeah. hockey mask. They designed their really, own uh-huh. hockey really mask. Funny how the how it kind of all the tools that make Jason Jason just kind of fall into place in number six in just really yeah. stupid ways. And it's that's when he starts going for a machete every it's time. Great. And it's like the machete. Um, it's like. Guys who are on a an office um, kind of training exercise. Oh, the paintballs. Yeah, and there's a great bit where they all put on uh, things that say "dead" just before Jason chops yeah. their noggins off. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's, it is really good. Although yeah. I think uh, it might be this film that was originally meant to have thirteen deaths in it. Right. But uh, the studio wanted more blood and gore uh-huh. so it got up to 16 right so it's a bit of a shame i think the only friday the 13th film that actually has 13, 13. deaths in it is the remake what i don't oh sorry oh. <laughs> what are you doing no i forget no, 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 I go forget. How, how can you forget halfway through a sentence because you're talking please I so- well rewind like in braid that game is fantastic. If anybody's not played it, they need to check it out. It's so much fun. Yeah. You, you can't die in Braid. Uh-huh. Because you just rewind. Right. And sometimes you have to rewind to get past a bit of a level. Oh, cool. It's, it's really good. You mm. have to like think about this game quite a lot. It's a big puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's awesome. Super Meat Boy. That's all right. Couple of levels are fun. Some of them are just a bit overly taxing. When you go, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> okay, doke. Well, we'll take a wee break and then and we can come back and for the discuss the second best film of the week. There we go. That is such a controversial statement. Right now, there's going to be people going, "Wait a minute, they're they're doing Freddy's Revenge." Mm-hmm. What has Gil got to like about Freddy's Revenge? There we go. What has anybody got to like about Freddy's Revenge? Okay, and we'll be back after this. This is Jamie from Devour the Podcast. Do you enjoy horror commentary with straightforward honesty? Oh my god, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie so hard. Oh my goodness, you know, halfway through this movie I was just like, let's get this thing going. Fuck this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Humor and an obvious passion for the genre. I like the cut of your jib. The ceiling, Grandma. Don't make me get out the broom. Oh, your tears are like wine. They used to call that the vapors. Cupcakes are kind of the Schindler's list of desserts. It's it's a, a pure good. I love the idea of up-and-coming horror directors taking on the found footage genre. I really, really like that idea. And that's really the worst thing you can commit as far as filmmaking is concerned, is making a film that's just average. Well, that doesn't really inspire any kind of exactly. discussion, whether it's, you know, to rip it apart or, or praise it. Then you should spend time with David and me. And Bo. As we discuss horror films from old classics. Deep Red. Empire of the Ants. Lisa and the Devil. 
The Baby, The Toxic Avenger, The New Favorites, Absentia, Cabin in the Woods, The Loved Ones, Shadow of Death, VHS, The Woman. Check us out on iTunes or at devourthepodcast.blogspot.com. Devour the Podcast is a proud member of the Horrorphilia Podcasting Network. So the girl's second favourite film of the, the week, I just said. Um, Maybe tied I'm just going to be really first. excited now to find out what your number one was. I, I think it's maybe just tied okay. with Freddy vs. Jason. Okay, there we go. That's... Okay, so... um, so Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah. Freddy's Revenge. But a young man that's... I can't remember what his... I can't remember what his name is. I don't know. Mikey? I don't know. No, I... Tommy? I, it might be another Tommy. Oh, something that I... The last week when we were talking about Christopher Lee that I forgot to... But it was, there's three Dracula films in a row uh-huh. where the main prota- protagonist is called Paul, but it's not the same character. Right. Three oh, films in a fucking row where it's him against somebody called Paul. It's not the most badass name that you could pick, is it? I know. Paul. <laughs> and also... Uh, I noticed that one thing that I'd never come back to on the podcast was when you were saying about uh, singing the theme tunes. All the theme tunes for the Hammer films, mostly the guy that, that scored like, the majority of them, uh-huh. used to write them in such a way that you could kind of sing the theme tune. Ah, right. So it's... Dracula. Dracula! It's the house of Frankenstein kind of thing. That was a great thing I forgot to actually mention about uh, Jason Lives is that like uh, the the Universal films that it pays homage to Mm -hmm. there's a very definite orchestral theme for there's a a theme comes through it for when Jason arrives whenever whenever Jason's Coming into the screen, there's a definite theme. Oh, we um, never even mentioned the ki 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 ma ma ma. Yeah. So th- Do you know where they got that from? What? It was the the composer was working on the film. He was trying to figure out what a definite point that yeah. would that would make a, an interesting uh-huh. little thing they could have. And it's the bit when she's saying, meant to be like in Jason's voice, "Kill her, mommy! Mm-hmm. Kill her, mommy!" It's the it's just him going so ke, 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 and ba. There you go. No, mm. ah, so there we go. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the. the not as a lot of people well. sing. Yeah, it's not chi and ha. It's it's ke and ma. So there you go. You know better than everybody else. Ever do with heels? Ki 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 ma ma ma. Ever do with heels? That's that held it and has made their own mind up about what it is. I'm just, I'm just, as always. I'm just saying what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> as as uh, endorsed by the man who created it. <laughs> Alright, could you be telling a pack of lies to make it to make it seem? I'm going to do that one week. I'm going to give you like so many bullshit factoids. You, you know, I just don't care. Yeah. Well, fuck no, get my party. I was like, oh, aye, fair enough. Well, that makes sense. That was, that was... But as you think, well, maybe her career was hitting the skids at the 90s, and maybe she was. Yeah, in a position, 
<laughs> she needed to play a character called Fortnite. No, I said that was her real name. <laughs> so despite the fact she'd been credited as all these different names, her actual name was Fuck Nugget McClarkie. Okay. Which is good. Just fine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that made Mike Yuck scare a pensioner. There we go. So I'm just ruffling a bag to get my reserves. Here we go. So, anyway, yeah. Strongbow. <laughs> Second kind of strongbow since we started the show. <sighs> In one of those weeks. Alcohol's not the answer, kids. But it makes a fucking good temporary <laughs> solution. If answer, if alcohol is not the answer, I don't even want to know what the question is. <laughs> right, you talk. I'm drinking. What do you drink in your cereal? What do you put in your cereal every morning? Strongbow. Bourbon. bourbon. And then I, take, then I take the cereal out and put in more bourbon. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Uh, do you want to summarise? No, you're it's, really good after it's the It's Jesse. That's where it is. Jesse. Right, after the events of the first film, obviously, being a sequel, young man called Jesse, who uh, doesn't feel most popular. He's, he's got some good friends, but he's... He feels slightly distant from everybody. He's a little outside. He's a little outsider. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts to have these dreams where there's this man. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the dreaming of a man is something that he. Yeah, so. He's having to get used to dreaming of, dreaming of a man consistently. And uh, basically, what happens is so Freddy is Freddy's manipulating them to to yep to, to kill. kill people. Yeah. Or is Freddy? You see, that's the mm. that's the thing that Wes Craven doesn't like. Is uh, in this film, it has a bit where Freddy appears mm-hmm. at the pool party. Freddy appears in front of everybody while they're wide awake. Sure. Uh huh. So Which is. Bizarre. He's yeah. like that kind of fucks so it up kind the of does, It does fuck up the rules. But again, Freddy's meant to be weak in this film. Oh. Uh-huh. But again, you could take that in the same way that Freddy's attacking these people as as your boy. As Jesse. As your boy. So is it actually Freddy that appears at the pool party? So that's or is the it question. Jesse? That's the question. And but I did, but I the do answer really is it's Freddy because Jesse's somewhere else at the time. Oh yeah. With a girl. Oh, so he is? Yep. Aye. So that's rubbish. So it fucks it up. So that makes no sense. But But nonetheless, nonetheless. We've totally, like, not mentioned the the massive elephant in the room with this film, which is that it has been known for years as the gay nightmare on Elm Street. Uh Uh-huh. And that's because the guy that wrote the film Mm -hmm. put all these... uh, these allusions to yeah, homosexuality, sure. and he said like he put it in his subtext. None of it appears as subtext. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. he's put in a subtext. That the director who didn't he wasn't aware of the subtext uh-huh. and didn't think he was making a homosexual film. Did, has, is this actually true? Has yep. Like there's a 
there's great sequence in the Never Sleep, Never Again, Sleep Again documentary uh-huh. where it's got all the people talking about it and they're like yeah, at the time we weren't going like we're making this kind of gay film where like this boy is but trying he's to he's sitting singing to Donna Summer or something at one point and he's it's very well he's dancing around the room yeah 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 but that doesn't mean that he's gay no because <laughs> you like Donna Summer and then like I think maybe the fact that when he's at a there's a scene in this where he's at a party and the girl that really likes him is kind of going, oh, come here, we're going to do it uh-huh. and everything. And then he goes and stays then, with Then he runs away and mm-hmm. goes to stay with the guy. And in that scene, the, mm-hmm. the guy we'll is lying on the bed and says, you want to sleep with me? <laughs> yeah. But even he said, like, when we're making this... You know, like he he sleepwalks to a gay bar uh-huh. where he bumps into the coach from the school. Yeah, it's not implicitly stated that it's a gay bar, mm-hmm. but there's only men in the bar, and the coach is wearing a tank top with leather, like yeah, a yes. leather collar uh-huh. on it. Who so is men and men who and is men then attacked by balls? Yeah, uh-huh. the coach is then attacked by balls. You're reading too much, into and us. then stripped naked and has his ass whipped until yeah. he's dead. Okay, so that's. Yeah, but again, you're reading too much into it. I'm because... not. Okay. I'm honestly not. It's it's. Well, that's what a coach would do. No. <laughs> I I. I can understand. Really... Well, what I'm saying is, I really like that street too. What I'm saying is that I agree. There is clearly in those sequences, there's very clearly a homosexual subtext. But I can equally understand how somebody who's uh, maybe a director and a bit naive in the, the early eighties is sitting saying, No, that's that's what a coach a coach flings flings balls at you and that they, so all the balls whip your, whip yeah. your arse with a with a, a wet towel. Yeah, but it's the fact that he's held yeah, up well, in a bondage fair stance enough. as yeah, well. Fair enough. Yep. It's uh <laughs> it's a very odd film. Even even Robert England has said the yeah, the guy that plays Jesse was uh-huh. actually an out gay uh-huh. actor. An out gay man at the time. Uh-huh. So you know he he yep. didn't feel like there was anything uh-huh, sure. odd about this script. Yep, Robert yep. England doesn't in it so much in this one. It's kind of more limited. Fred Freddy's kind of uh, appearances in it are more limited. I think. Yep. It's a. Uh, and it's also the last film where his house is the focal point. All oh, right, okay. Apart from obviously Freddy vs. Jason. Well, yeah, but that's uh-huh. not part of the franchise. That's a crossover. Yep. So, okay. Um, so Dave, David Chaskin deliberately lo- wrote his screenplay to contain homoerotic subtext. Director Jack Shoulder was completely un- unaware of this at the time. There we go. And. The running time of this film is 87 minutes, Freddy is only in 13 of them. So I would say that, I mean, this is probably a good, another good reason why I'll, this film kind of summarises why I like the Nightmare franchise. Um, Freddy doesn't have to be there all the time. Yeah, I think, we, I think they're, they're, um, they weren't afraid to take chances with it, and they weren't afraid to be silly. And yeah. I, th- I think that they, with this film they've certainly managed to... Freddie maintains his kind of sinister yeah, character in this, whereas when you get uh, to like Freddie's dead, mm-hmm. it's full of all these comical lines and uh-huh. everything, and you're like, this is 
just fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Why is this guy even meant to be scary? Mm -hmm. You know, like if you you feel like you could defeat Freddy with mm -hmm. a rap battle uh -huh. just by having better put downs, mm -hmm. and then he would sit in a corner and cry by the time you get to the end of the mm -hmm. franchise. But at the start of it, he is kind of demonic. Uh -huh, still, and yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I still Freddy um, still sees with Jesus sitting me. Watching even watching this film, which is a lot less Freddy centric than yep. one or three, both. I mean, these films really creep me out, um, and I just I think I love Freddy as a character. I love Robert England's portrayal. Mm. Um, I think Robert England. I mean, we're talking about like Michael Myers. Robert England doesn't play Freddy in all of this film. Is that correct? He didn't want to be in the film at first, so right, some scenes. Wow. Some scenes were shot with a different guy standing in for him. Do you know what but I think the, the, shower scene, the shower that. scene is actually one of them. Uh -huh. And they realised it didn't, it just wasn't working uh -huh. without him, so they made sure to get him back for it. That's really interesting. But yeah, Robert Englund just wasn't on board with this film at sure. all. It's one of the ones in the series that he's got the least time for. Uh -huh. And I think that's a shame, because I think if he went back and rewatched it, mm -hmm. I think this is a thoroughly enjoyable film. Mm -hmm. You know, this if they'd uh, finished the Elm Street series after three, mm -hmm. that would be a good trilogy. Mm -hmm. You know, the, sure. the first one is a bit dated and cheesy. Uh-huh. The second one is totally dated and cheesy, but works a little bit better. I disagree. I mean, I, I, I disagree with you saying that the first one... I mean, it is clearly dated, right? Yeah. But I still absolutely love it. I, mean, I still love it, but it's still cheesy. I, I disagree on When that. we saw it at the... Trauma Theatre, the yeah. Trauma Theatre night, you know, it's... When we were watching... Uh, what was the other film? Uh, People Under the Stairs. Uh -huh. You know... People were laughing at the oh, comedy sure. bits in that, uh -huh. but there were other bits where people were like, oh. uh -huh. whereas with, that, with okay. Nightmare on Elm Street, people were laughing at the, because there's not really any comedy in it, uh -huh. and people were laughing at death scenes and mm -hmm. everything as well. So, But I mean, you've always, I mean, like, particularly the third one, you've got these kind of extreme death scenes that are deliberately stupid. And I watched that the other night with Anne, and the, the bit with... Uh, the the arteries and the the kind of puppet Absolutely master bit. No man. That's, oh. And she was going, oh, that's that's pretty gross. She said, oh, these films are a bit horrific. I see that that scene, man. I love that scene. That's. Absolutely horrible. Just that's, thinking about that. That and the nurse. Then he like does he, What happens no. after that? He gets. How he, does he die? He uh, gets kind of marched up to the tower. And then Freddy cuts the strings, so oh. he falls. That's that's when they introduce Western Hills as being a thing. Which frame team bitch. I, I always thought that one was a bit crap because you know they're all meant to die in their dreams, but die in a realistic way, and she's like mm -hmm. fucking three and a half feet off the ground. I think that's great. And she's just sticking at the wall. I love that. She's not sticking at the wall. She's sticking at the television. Yeah, with. Also, yeah. that was the first film Patricia Arquette was in. She was meant to come back and play the character in four, but they couldn't. They said that they couldn't afford what she was asking for, uh -huh. and one of the other actors that's in it says, "I know what she was asking for, and it wasn't that much." Uh huh. That's the same with um, 
Topsk Avenger Part 2. I think they had asked, I think uh, the original actor that played Melvin Junko mm-hmm. asked for $250. And so it was some ridiculously small amount of money that he asked for. And Lloyd Kaufman said, no, no, we'll just get somebody else. <laughs> and it's just like, it's the one scene in those films that's just utterly regrettable. No, sorry, it's the third one, it's The Last Temptation of Toxie, where he turns back into Melvin Junko. Yeah. And, oh man, just like for, man, I was giving you the money myself. <laughs> I was giving you the money myself to have Melvin Junko in that. But, yeah. Mark Torgo, rather. Yeah, hey but yeah, uh, what did what did you think of this one then? Out of all the all the Elm Street films, I I think that the ones that I can that I can happily rewatch mm-hmm. regularly are two and three. Uh-huh. I think one maybe I've just seen one too many times, or there's certain things in one that just doesn't really mm-hmm. work for me. You know, those performances in one that are just. I think, Seriously, this became iconic. I know, I think we start becoming a wee bit more picky with the films that are the most iconic in any series. Um, and I just think it sets such a high bar um, for just inventiveness in horror films. And yeah, it's good for inventiveness. Yeah, it's it really just, is. Uh, it's not as great to watch. I love it. I, think. Uh, I, I really... Uh, I think they set such a high bar and... and there's never really. I don't think there's really been a film that's that's really equaled it in that sense in terms of the, just having such a great idea, yeah. just completely well uh, well developed and brought to a, such a satisfying conclusion as as Nightmare. Um, in terms of the what's the, the satisfying conclusion? No, I just mean in terms of it being. Oh, you mean just at the end of that one film? Yeah, just being, and then like just the. Obviously, at the end, we've got this absolutely brilliant um, twist ending, of course. Oh, at the end of one? Mm-hmm. Where she says, I take back all the power I've given you, I'm not afraid well, of I was you. Gonna, I was going to say the car, car scene, and then uh, the mother being pulled through the... There was a, meant to be a, another ending where she got on a school bus. Mm-hmm. The, the opening of part two kind uh-huh. of mirrors. Uh-huh. Well, in the, at the... Uh, the documentary that I watched, which is also called Never Sleep Again, but it's a different one. Um, it's on the original, uh, the Nightmare special edition. Um, it had one. I had quite a few of the alternate scenes, uh, mm-hmm. and had the alternate ending where she gets into the car and it's Freddy that's driving. And yeah. thankfully, they managed to get there rid of that. There was also an alternate ending where it's Johnny Depp driving. Ah, there you go. So I'm glad that they get rid of that. So, but the I really like the. The latex dummy getting pulled through the window yeah, at the end of great. one, because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's all it is. It just it looks it still looks really mm-hmm. good, even though like the but legs. But people saying that they're surprised that like even people in the crew saying that they're surprised that it just went through. Yep. And just happy that it did, but. Uh, and there's there's a lot of good effects in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. And I I think the two isn't as effects heavy, mm-hmm. but I think that the story in two. Uh-huh. So it's I mean, like the, long, the long arms and stuff is rubbish. Yeah, and that's, just... I mean, everything, I mean, that, that is rubbish, I'll admit that's, yeah. that's garbage. But, um, 
for the most part, I think it stands up. And I, I don't know, I just, I, I remember just throughout, I, I hate watching these films because I'm so scared of them. Because <laughs> um, you do jump at films. They, no, I know, but, but Freddy to me is something far more insidious and far more uh, terrifying. Insidious is not a good film. You can lock your door <laughs> and it'll pretty much keep it. Um, a lot of things, whereas Freddy, Freddy won't keep it Freddy. So yeah, yeah that's, then that's that's what they based New Nightmare on. And I loved New Nightmare. Yep. Um, the little boy that played the little well, <laughs> the guy that played the little boy in New Nightmare, the scene where he's at the playground. Uh-huh, sure. He uh, now owns that playground oh, and wow. it's in his backyard. Wow! There you go. Because I mean that was a kind of attempt to, to almost kind of rescue the character a wee bit. No, I think they just wanted to bury it. Uh huh. Because that is what do you mean? Wes, well, New Nightmare. They they were like, wait, this is definitely. Uh huh. But I was mean an attempt to rescue the character from this kind of uh, cartoonish character that he'd become. Yeah. Whereas New Nightmare is a, a much darker uh, tone to the character. Well, that's what I like about too. You know the. His uh, facial mm-hmm. scarring was actually designed on a pepperoni pizza. Ah, there you go. The guy that came up with it was uh-huh. eating a pepperoni pizza, trying to figure out what to do. Wow. And started messing about with the cheese over the pepperoni and everything, so that's... Okay. Interesting factoid there. Yeah. Okay, so shall we take a wee break and then and come back? Back Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, man. Okay, we'll be back after this. You always do the touch on the camera, don't you? Excuse me, what are you doing? Are you looking for porn again? No. Well, what is that I see? It's not porn. It's the BadassBoobsAndBodyCounts.com website. I happen to be looking at the reviews in the boobs section of the site. They have a section of the site dedicated to boobs? Yes, they do. They cover exploitation films in the boobs category, action films in the badass category, and horror in the body counts category. What's that other option? BBNBC podcast? If you're not into reading the reviews, you can listen to them via the web on your mobile device through iTunes and they cover the same types of films lesser known action exploitation and horror cinema so yeah to answer your question I wasn't cruising porn that's too bad what's too bad that you weren't cruising for porn uh why because I was feeling kind of horny oh wait 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 wait! get back here hey get back here so Freddy vs. Jason what's this about this is um this is a story of a, a love between a man and his dog there's, there's another film with this uh, guy called Freddy and a dog called Jason. Really? Yeah. That's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. What? I'm not kidding. What is that? The, the dog uh-huh. that belongs to Kincaid, uh-huh. who comes from like Dream Warriors, uh-huh. and he's having his nightmare where he's in the the car yard where Freddy's bones were mm-hmm. and his dog's there and his his dog turns around and kind of barks at him and then urinates fire on the ground wow. and then Freddy is resurrected. The dog is called Jason. Ah, there we go. I posted a picture stuff? last night on Twitter saying the, the first time Freddy and Jason. So that's a the first Freddy thing. versus Jason wasn't that great. Ah. It's just a dog urinating fire. Yeah. So what did you what did you think of this one? Oh, she's probably a synopsis, yeah. So yeah. Freddy, um... Freddy is yet again weak. 
It needs to. He's been systematically erased from the minds of the children of. Of Springwood. Springwood, yeah, I was just about to forget. Um, <laughs> You've been having that hypnosis. Yeah, so the kids are um, taking drugs that suppress dreams. Hypnosil. Hypnosil. At Western Hills. But I thought it would be better to explain to the boys and girls at home in case they haven't seen this. Um, so. Well, the opening of the film explains it all. They, they made them forget me. Okay, yeah. So I searched hell for a dark soul. And I found one and he, he tricks Jason. Yep. By appearing to Jason. As his dear old mum. As his mum. And she had she had been asked to be involved in it. Um, the, the original, Jason's original mother. Um, and they didn't offer her enough money and she didn't. And yeah. she wasn't in the film for long enough so she said no. Yep. Yes. She's done that several times to the Friday the 13th franchise. Right, okay. Yep. Is she a born again Christian? No, she's just a bit greedy. Right. It's always, the character's not in it for long enough. How long do you want to be in it for? You're fucking dead and you're not the main <laughs> dead person. You yep. know, they're they're not like remaking Throw Mama from the train where it's <laughs> fucking Jason and Pamela Voorhees <laughs> going on a trip. Yep. Well, she's going, clean your machete, Jason, and he's going, Mom, I don't want to. Yep. If you don't clean your machete, you're not going swimming. Don't like swimming. This one's also. <laughs> he doesn't like swimming. He doesn't. Yeah, he's not very good at it. One of the films was. Was it Fred? Was it. Maybe the seventh one where he's like basically underwater for 10 minutes or something? Oh no, it's number six. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's. So there's a. Uh, there's, uh, <coughs> there's me. Uh, and then Freddy versus Jason, they say that he's defeated by water. Yep. This is obviously not true, because he keeps going in it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, he is that fucking idiotic child that you say, don't touch that, it's hot. Oh. <laughs> and you're like poking their fingers at it, and then they're coming up to you with a big blister, and you go, I told you, and then five minutes later they're back, and it's another finger. I know. And he's just like, fine, I'm just going to put you in the oven. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm not a childminder anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> Don't eat that, it's dirty. A <laughs> dog did that. Well, it looks like a Mars bar. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> um, Fill your boots. <laughs> so, Freddy's got a quite a different look in this one as well. Certainly, in the close up, they've got yeah, quite a different look. He's got new Spots eyes. By the fires of hell. Don't like the eyes. The yeah. eyes just do look like contact lenses. <laughs> and this, that's. Sure. Not not so keen on them. They do look like milky, milky lenses. Um, the the like fucking bits of red through them where you're uh-huh. like, yeah, did a kid draw that for you? <laughs> and they were probably an absolute pain to put on as well. So that's kind of sorry, Robert. Sorry for complaining. Um, <laughs> so well, you will say that they always wear glass ones. Yeah, sure. Okay. Which are meant to be more annoying and more painful. Right. And harder to see through. Well, you said that Ronnie Yu, is it Ronnie Yu, if I say yeah. that, uh, didn't want to make this film? Well, when they asked him, he said no. <laughs> the two guys wrote it, because there were 17 different uh, script ideas for this. Because there have been very, the various aborted attempts at doing this. Well, this is a combination of all the best parts of all of them. Uh-huh. There was uh, 
because lots of people have written films for these franchises over sure. the years that haven't been used. Like Peter Jackson wrote uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So he did, like, before doing Lord of the Rings and all that. He wrote uh, Nightmare on I think it would have been the sixth one. He wrote an idea where Freddy was now so weak that the kids of Springwood would have uh, drug parties where they would all just go and get themselves into such a stupor that they'd all fall asleep, go into their dreams and beat the shit out of Freddy. <laughs> so, yeah, that... Peter Jackson. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome idea. <laughs> you know, and uh, the two guys that basically compiled this script together. Uh-huh. Well, they'd, they'd written a script and, you know, studios like to go, put this in and put mm-hmm. that in. Sure. Like, uh, the original pitch for Jason Takes Manhattan was... Uh, just for the idea of a new sequel. Well, I've got an idea. Either he's in New York or he's on a boat. And they went, do both. <laughs> yep. So, all these different... So he takes a boat from Crystal Lake to New York? Yeah. Well, it could be a sea lake. lake. It, just, yeah. it could be a sea lake. You okay. know, people always okay. get pedantic about that, but uh, like we've got what, Loch Fine. Oh, yeah, fair enough. You, that's, that's, that would be a lake. Yeah. But... It's attached to the sea, yeah. and if it is in New Jersey, then... But it's Vermont. <laughs> well, have they ever actually said what? where Crystal Lake actually is? No, I'm just saying that they, instead of going to Manhattan, they went to Vermont. I think the whole thing was filmed in but also the, the boat, Canada. Uh, but the, the boat that they're on says Panama. You know, like, it's a confused film. Who's kind of brought that boat? Yeah. A lot of it was filmed in a sea, like, research place as oh. well, for the, the watery scenes and everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, Freddy vs. Jason was compiled by putting together bits and pieces from all these different scripts, mm-hmm. and then when Ronnie Yu was asked if he wanted to direct it, he basically said, no, I've got no love for either franchise. Sure. So the two guys that were pitching it to him <clears throat> said it was like a four hour meeting where they basically acted out the entire script uh-huh. to him. And then he was like, yeah, okay. And it was the studio's decision that they wanted Jason to be a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's why they got... Because you can see in Jason uh, Takes Manhattan that the guy that goes on to replace Kane Hodder mm-hmm. is... He's a good half foot tall uh-huh. than Kane is. I think it's Ken Kelsinger, but I think you're right, wrong. aye. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame because Kane Hodder was really like a fan favourite. Uh-huh. He'd been Jason for four films in a row. Sure. And Jason X was the film that really made it possible for Freddy vs. Jason to have any viable future. Mm-hmm. So. Was it? Yeah, the Friday the 13th franchise uh, had taken a nine year break between Freddy Goes to between right. Jason Goes to Hell so was Jason and X Jason a, X. Was Jason X a critical hat at all? Or? Yeah, Jason X was, uh, I think it might even have been the highest grossing out of all of them. Really? Kane, Kane Hodder is a big fan favourite. and I know Kane Hodder's a big, are, big fan favourite. Yeah, box office 16 million, but the budget was 14 million. Ooh. So, n- not too too much a uh, massive massive hit. 
Um, no, but there's a massive budget for a Friday the 13th film. Yeah, I mean, I want the night. So it might, it might be the one of the highest grossing. Uh-huh. It's definitely the the favourite amongst a lot of people that I know. Yeah, but you know fucking weirdos. <laughs> like you. <laughs> no, Jason X just uh, <laughs> takes you away from Crystal Lake and... Any idea that Jason has to be anywhere at uh-huh. all, sticks him on a fucking spaceship and mm-hmm. has him putting people's faces in dry ice. And it's got some nice callbacks to earlier kills from right. the franchise as well. Because I mean, the, the other films, certainly just from what I'm looking at here, seem to be around the kind of three million mark, and certainly the Nightmare films are around about the same note. Yep. They tended to maybe do about 10 times the amount of business that they actually, that they, what they cost. And Jason X has got David Cronenberg in it. Is that right? Yep. He appears at the start. So yeah, um, yeah, most of them, like Friday the 13th Part 2, for example, uh, had a budget of 1.5, 1.05, but the box off it was 22 million. So they tend to they go low and then have a massive box office success, whereas yep. Jason X had a very... Big High budget. budget and a very, well, comparatively low. I, I think the Jason X is the, the most, as far as I've seen, critically acclaimed. Right. Like, in 20 years. Right. Mm. There we go. Because it's, it's just a good, enjoyable film. Mm. Does it not look like Lex? No, it doesn't look like Lex at all. You, oh, that's, my, that's my memory of it. You don't even get like terrible. really scenes okay, in yeah. space that much at all. Okay, I need to get that. Also, it depends what series of lecture you're I talking about. I need to get look. Well, you can watch it like tonight or tomorrow yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, Freddy sends Jason to Springwood to go and kill people yep. on Elm Street in the hope that the rumour will then circulate that Freddy Krueger is back. Yep. He will gain a bit more power and be able to actually come back. Sure. So, Jason does. Mm-hmm. Freddy starts to gain a bit of power. But then every time Freddy is about to kill somebody, Jason just beats him to it in the real world. Right. And that I just fucking love that. That, yep. that Freddy's going... I can finally start killing people and claiming their souls and every time he gets close Jason has just like impaled the person, bent them in two, set them on fire. Yep. Just a fucking good film. Yeah. So it then gets to the point where Freddy and Jason are are put head to head by Mm -hmm. a, a bunch of kids who have obviously seen both sets of films. Sure. Yep. At Western Hills yet again, which of course is where Freddy was uh, conceived uh-huh. and born. Yeah. See, the, the thing is, one of the most kind of memorable scenes in this is probably one that I dislike the most, which is the bong worm the, thing. Oh, uh, I, I don't think it's that memorable, because when I was watching it, I was like, oh, fuck. That's the this one, is the one that that's in. It's the one but The Caterpillar. Yeah, I don't like it, but I know that it's, it's the one that always springs to mind when I think about this film. Because it's... Not, the, me not it's, the bed folding in half. No. That was a scene that the, the they didn't 
that was nearly not put in the film. Okay. Because the the executives were like, oh, we can't do that. So they were then shown like how it was working. They were like, actually, yeah. Sure. I have to put that in because mm-hmm. that is a fucking just <clears throat> guy lying on a bed, mm-hmm. face down, bed bent in double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a beautiful kill. Yeah. But I was just saying that it was uh, the scene that I was previously referring to. Um, the stoner with the caterpillar. Yeah. Anyway, so, so. It is. There's a an interesting bit in the, I think it's in the Never Sleep Again documentary. Oh, does that cover some of that stuff? Yeah, oh, it covers wow. versus Jason. Really? Wow. Where it's got, like, throughout the, the documentary, the people that have appeared in certain films just appear talking about basically the film they're in. Uh-huh. And when they're talking about Freddy vs. Jason, Jason Mewes appears. Oh, aye. Talking about... Yeah, I remember when I played Freeberg. <laughs> I didn't fucking play Freeberg and then walked out. <laughs> oh, great. Because it is just such Fantastic. a... Yeah. The guy that's playing it, you're just uh-huh. like, wait a minute. So what were we talking about? The thing, <laughs> the thing died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were just talking about the Jason Muse. Yeah, right? so that's yeah. really cool. Uh, but awesome. And uh, Tommy Jarvis was meant uh-huh. to be in Freddy vs. Jason as well. Was it? One of the original scripts, but uh, it ran too long. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of characters that were meant to come back and mm-hmm. reappear that were cut out. And uh, Catherine Isabel's character uh-huh. wasn't the, the character that it is now. Uh-huh, sure. And somebody else. Yeah, there was an additional person, wasn't there? Character. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Isabel was uh, cast as the amalgam of these two characters that had been put together. Sure. So the person that had originally been cast in the more prominent role uh-huh. was then just off the film, sadly. Yeah. Which also meant that Catherine Isabel then discovered that she was uh, supposed to do uh, like the shower scene. Uh-huh. Which she hadn't agreed to, so that's a body double. Ah, right, okay. So. I really I really like Catherine as well. I think she's been great in uh, Ginger Snaps, and uh, she's great in this. She's really good in this. Have you watched all three Ginger Snaps? No, I haven't. They're, okay, the third one. Is she in. Is she in all the Ginger Snaps films? Yeah, the third one's in, set back in the past. Really? And she's in it? Yep. Really it's the same two girls, uh, meant to be like a kind of. I haven't seen the first one. Frontiers time type thing. I've only seen the first one. So yeah, that's... that's I saw the first one in the cinema. Sure. An all-night horror thing. Right. This is an awesome film. Yeah. So are you going to next week's all-night horror madness at the... No. No. Because that's on the 16th. That's right. Yeah, I I will be in Irvine at a meatball night. Alright. Is that what you're calling it these days? Yep. Jesse. Meet my balls night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm spending the night with my family eating meatballs. A meatball night with your family sounds like something out of society. It does. <laughs> what we do is we all play poker. Whoever loses becomes the meatballs. That's it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and the, the original ending, or one of the original endings, there was a few... Um, had Pinhead and it. Yeah, but they couldn't uh, they couldn't use the character because they 
didn't own the rights. Yeah, it's a great pity because that would have been cool. And there, there's also been a comic series with uh, Ash. With Ash, because yeah. that was that was another. Have you read any of those? I record? haven't read the comics, but I, right. I would love it if they would get Bruce Campbell in just to do that one film. Okay. That would that would be incredible. Do you know um, the first reviews for the Evil Dead remake have gone up? No, I haven't read any of them. Yeah, very, very good. Um, I think it's Dread Central. Um, who Because uh, it's all practical effects, which uh-huh. is something that we like. Yeah, um, Dread Central uh, put up their review and it was very, very positive. Um, the It's... Certainly not a reimagining. They'd say that's it's got less humorous elements. Yeah. It's a very extreme film. Um, and the the. But then the the original, the first Evil Dead. Yeah, exactly. Isn't, exactly. Isn't all that. So that's the thing humorous. that they've said as well is that bear in mind that the the, the original is uh, it never set out to be a yeah. horror comedy. It's the um, second one where the kind of three, yeah, well, where more of the three Stooges references mm-hmm. come in and everything, and then the third one is. As a comedy. Yeah, so that review that review is really good and uh, really positive. Um, so it's really exciting. So I'm, I'm really chuffed that that's, uh, that's happening and that it's looking like it's going to be good. And that comes out April 5th. Yeah. Well, April 12th here. So it's like a week after uh, the US, but no doubt you'll have got it sooner no. than that. No, I'm going to see it in the cinema. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, we're getting the next Star Trek film for the US. Mm hmm. Quite often we do get things a wee bit earlier. I mean, with not the, so much like the like the Marvel thing. stuff has been. Yeah, some it, I think it depends on the distributor sometimes, uh-huh. but like the the remake, well. Ah! Oh yeah. Carry on, Joe. I was gonna say the remake of Maniac. <laughs> you won me. You really won me. Sorry, the prequel to the thing. Fuck you, Bacon. <laughs> Fuck you in your cuntish face. Fuck you with a massive, massive dildo made of monkeys' cocks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the it, remake. It took like the, the, six right. months to come out in the, the same remake. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fuck you, it's not a remake, it's a prequel. Okay. Oh. So you and the. You and Bo Randall can, can, can agree on it being a prequel. prequel. Yeah. It is a prequel. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I was going to say that uh, there's one scene in this that uh-huh. it's, it's mentioned quite... It's, it's made a big deal of by a couple of the writers. And it's uh, the scene with are from Destiny's Child. What's her? Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Uh, the scene with Kelly Rowland facing off to Jason uh-huh. at the end of the film, they were very, very unhappy with. Right, okay. Because, I don't know if you remember her big rant, but she says to him, what sort of a faggot? Oh, that's right. That's not in the script. That was all improvised uh, by her. Uh-huh. So there you go, boys and girls. Kelly Rowland from uh, Destiny's Child uh, thinks that it's fine to call people a faggot. What she was originally meant to say is uh, Nancy's speech 
in the script it's Nancy's speech from the end of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, where right. she's saying, I, I'm not afraid of you, uh-huh. I take away all the, the power and everything. And then as she turns around, Freddy's behind her and says, wrong one, bitch. And uh, kills her. That's really cool. Which would have been a Yeah, that would have been a much better ending. Yeah, rather than Jason being called a faggot. Yep. You're like, if you're improvising something, you know, you don't just go like, Add some subtle homophobic. Just add some fucking homophobic <laughs> stuff yep. in. Yep. She went off message. So that's cool. So we've kind of we've, we've barely touched we've, we've barely touched on it. It's awesome. Like the big fight between Freddy and Jason. It's great at the end. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, also three of the... When Jason's got a machete in his chest uh-huh. and Freddy's throwing concrete slabs at it to hammer it in. Mm-hmm. At one point, it picks up three of them at once to throw them, and it forms the New Line Cinema logo. Ah. So was that was this made by New Line? Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because New Line took over one of the yeah, franchises. They took one? over Friday the Thirteenth because Paramount had. Because there'd been a rights issue for years that stopped. Paramount the, refused to distribute. Uh huh. One, I can't remember if it was uh, maybe. New Line took over at Jason X, possibly. Right. But uh, New Line was essentially built by Nightmare on Elm Street because mm. it was just a distribution company at that uh-huh. point and then became a, a film studio. Mm-hmm. See, I had the thing, I kind of thought it was 9 and 10. It might have been 9 and 10. The only reason I'm thinking that is because there's a box set that was released that's just 1 to 8. And that, I thought that was quite it, strange that they would have that when there yeah. was. Um, and it was called something like From Crystal Lake to Manhattan. Yeah, because that would be where it was. It was uh, one of the films performed so poorly that they just kind of ditched the franchise, oh, right. so it would have oh. been Jason Takes Manhattan. There you go. Wow. So then New Line acquired it, and you know the, the Freddy versus Jason idea has been kicking about kicking forever for anyway. Because, yep. uh, I mean, Jason Takes Manhattan was, what, 89? Yep, sure. Or something, and then uh, 90... 93, 93, I think, the next one, yeah. And then Nothing two, until 2002 until uh-huh. uh, Jason X. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's silly little factoids. Yeah, and when was this one? Was this 2003? 2003. Yeah. Right off the back of Jason X. Mm-hmm. So, superb. Yeah. And then they go and fuck it all up by that remake. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, was it a prequel? No, it was a remake. Yeah, it was a remake. But it was a remake without Pamela. Without Pamela? How do you mean? The remake of Friday the 13th, it is Jason that's killing. The original Friday oh, the 13th is his Right, is it? Yeah. Huh. Ah, oh, I haven't seen the, the remake so of Friday the 13th. It's not really worth it, to be honest. I mean, it's. I suppose it's fair enough if you've not. If yeah, you, sorry, I was thinking the nightmare. I was thinking the remake of Nightmare when you were saying that. that was interestingly, the remake of Nightmare. Uh, you know, I said to you that the thing that I really disliked about it was the way that it kind of put a lot more focus on like the paedophile element of Freddy. Uh-huh. The paedophile element of Freddy was in all the original scripts and everything, and was then taken out because there was a court case that was ongoing in America at the time right. that they thought, oh, people aren't going to like mm-hmm. this, so. The, that whole element was tamed 
and he just became like a child killer. Yeah. But of course you can tell by the yeah, script. Yeah, tell about everything about yeah. it that he's clearly a child molester. Yeah, but it's prefers little girls and all that kind of thing. Aye, yeah. but it's it's never really stated mm-hmm. in the original film now because that was it was just like paedophile oh, removed, right. but oh, child sure. killer kept in. Sure. But then all the way through it, it's things like, oh, this is where he takes us. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, it's not. This is where he killed me. It's so did Robert England get a cameo in Nightmare on Elm Street remake or? Don't think so. No. Seems kind of harsh. It's I don't think he'd want one, to be yeah. honest. I just really, I didn't really like it. Jackie, they, be... they had to digitally change Freddy's voice because they said we didn't want it to be like uh, Jackie O'Haley's Rorschach voice. Mm-hmm. But it seems like that's the voice he's doing That's anyway. what it seems like, yeah. yeah. Like the best that I've seen over. They've digitally changed it mm-hmm. to make it not sound like his Rorschach voice. Mm-hmm. To make it sound like his Rorschach voice. Mm-hmm. See, was um, was Robert England's voice ever altered at all? It must have been altered for I some of the so films. Some of the raw footage seems a wee bit kind of. It seems less in the menacing his Just voice. Just put more bass in yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Pretty sure. much. But he also came up with the the whole stance of the character and everything. So. Yep. Yep. Like the, he said the the hunch. Uh-huh. On one side, just because yeah. well, you've got a big heavy hand. Yeah. So that became part of the character. It makes reference to walking like a sort, like a like he's in a surfboard as well at some points. Um, and the documentary that that's... Freddy don't surf. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song title for you. Yeah. So that's that's what he says in one of the in the documentary that I watched, then, which is also called Never Sleep Again. Yeah, and that's on the original DVD. Mm-hmm. But I, I will let you watch the yeah that'd be the four good. hour thing. Yeah, good, good to see it. It's pretty good to see it. Okay, um, we've got a few more wee bits and pieces you've. Um, Have we? Yeah, we've got. Uh, I passed you the trailer for a film called Lord of Tears, which is a Kickstarter. Um, it's oh, kind of officially stopped being a Kickstarter, I think. Because, because they've, no, they've they've reached their amount, but they've now gone for uh, to they've got eighteen days left, so I try to see. If they can get to ten thousand, mm-hmm. but I've not seen it yet. It's really good. It's Is really it? good. It's a Scottish film, um, and it's kind of based on H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft and the kind of the Slenderman um, internet uh, type um, meme-based horror. Um, mm-hmm. So it looks uh, really interesting, and it looks looks like a really internet cool horror that doesn't have Bill O'Bears Junior in it. Yeah. Not interested. It's it <laughs> really good. Um, so it's it's kind of more. Uh, it seems like a kind of a wee bit kind of folk horror in a lot of senses. Mm-hmm. So it's and yeah. It's called the Owl Man. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but the film is called Wall of Tears. Looks yeah. great. Um, so the standard DVD is thirteen pounds. Um, so that's probably the one that I'm going to be going for. But you can, there's also like a, a collector's edition that's twenty. I think 22 pounds. Um, I think you have to pay a wee bit extra if you want it shipped to the yeah US. outside the UK. It's a yeah, bit more. so we well, I'm certainly going to be supporting uh, that by putting money down for that one. I'll, um, I'll support so it if, if people go into my band camp and uh, yeah, buy your record and buy my record. Yeah, <laughs> then I give the money away yeah, to so other looks, people. Uh, yeah, it looks, looks really good. Um, 
so have a look at that. Uh, the other, the other, what was the film that you've been, was it Joe's? Oh, uh, Jillian's Just Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Sorry, have you not looked at that at all? Or? I have, yep. I've watched the trailer for it. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's, it's looking quite interesting. That's... We should post links to these on our on our page so sure. people can go and check out because yep. they've both got like a a trailer mm-hmm. up and then people can can have a look at these things yep. and uh, hopefully when Gillian is just right is made they said that we can have we can have a screener and we can interview <laughs> yep. cast and crew and so everything. that'd be great yeah absolutely so uh, they're on Twitter at. Uh, 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 I think it is. Screen Queen B is the the girl. She is the director and star. Oh right, okay. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And there's a Jillian's Just Right account as well, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But we can put all this up on our on our Facebook. Yep. Um and again World of Tears if you do a search for that on uh, on Facebook you'll find it. Uh, No, we'll we'll stick them both up. Really great trailer. Um so yeah, we'll we'll put that up on the page as well. Great. Um, okay. So we get. Oh, and also, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you fancy doing a an evening of watching some horror yeah, films we, with our friends? About, think about doing a kind of um, using sync tube. Yeah. Um, the uh, it's basically a program or a a website that allows you to uh, invite friends to log in to a film that's playing. Simultaneously, everybody's watching it at the same point, um, and we'd be able to have a a, a chat yeah, all the a, way through the and film. And a wee chat room and everything. So yeah, we're we're kind of having to think. We'll probably put a poll up about that to decide what which film uh, we plan to watch. Yeah, because uh, I looked at, got a few I looked at five, yeah. which was a uh, Return of the Living Dead. Because mm-hmm. that's always entertaining. I think Tenebrae needs to be off the list because we're planning to cover that at some point soon. <laughs> Alright, so, so Tenebrae's off the yeah. list. Uh, children shouldn't play with dead things yeah, is another okay. one that we're planning to cover as well, so does that put that off the list? I would... S- well, I suppose, I suppose... No, we can keep them on the list because we're going to still be... We, yeah. we can still cover them. And, uh, yeah, just watching Brain Dead. Sure. Or uh, Dead Alive sure. to American listeners. Uh-huh. Uh, maximum Overdrive, just for a bit of fun. Yeah. I think there was another one as well, wasn't there? And that's Stephen King directed, right? Yep, that's Stephen, Stephen, that. Stephen King directed. No, with Emilio Estevez. Oh, wow. Uh, soundtrack by ACDC. Stellar lineup. Yep. It's Maximum a- Overdrive! Does it go like that? Probably. Maximum Overdrive! And it's, it's a really, really good film. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you've, you've never watched it. Would no. We'll need to. I I did hope the one of the films could have been the original version of Maniac, but I can't find that available anywhere. Little work on Syncitude. It's a maniac, maniac. That film was written about. That song was written about the original nineteen eighty film Maniac. Wow! So there you go. And that's, and that's then, just about coming as well. That's but then about was, this, uh, this week, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not sure about over here. I think it's the fifteenth over here. Oh yeah! I also went to see Stoker. Oh the new, yeah. Right uh, enough, yeah. The new uh, Park Chan-wook yeah. film with the Clint Mantle soundtrack, really good, nice, slow, drawn out horror that is just beautiful. It's the editing is incredible. Psychosexual thriller. Uh, 
it's, it's much like myself. It's just fucking. It was just a joy to watch. It was one of those films where you just sit there and you just look at it and you just you just feel good yep. that things like that exist. Cool. It was really nice. But uh, yeah, the original uh, chorus to Maniac before it was in Footloose was he's a maniac, maniac, that's for sure, and he'll kill your cat and nail it to the door. I don't believe a word of that. That is completely and utterly true. And you can check and that on... You can, you can actually check that on... There's a, there's a website that was discussing the lyrics and the co-writer went uh-huh. on and was discussing it and he said that it had been because uh, Maniac was actually put up for an Oscar for best song in 1982 yep and he said that it had been disqualified uh-huh. but it hadn't actually been disqualified so he'd been mistaken all these years thinking that his song had been disqualified because it wasn't written implicitly for the film but maybe they just didn't know that it wasn't written ah, personally right. for the film. Well, there we go. So yeah, well, when you watch Footloose, uh-huh. that uh, that song that everybody thinks is so iconic and happy and dance, it was written about a man who uh, kills women and then scalps them and then attaches the tops of their heads to mannequins. There you go. Yep. Okay. So... That's that's been a really interesting episode this week. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a strange one. Uh, I've got a wee outro. Okay, for wow. Us. Okay. I well. I recorded my own version of the Halloween theme. Really? Yeah. It's six minutes long and it's kind of dancey. Oh right. Well, and it's cool. uh, well, Jason Lloyd will like it. It's got samples. You've got one person. It's got samples from the uh, the remake. Really? It, yep. That sounds great. Well, <laughs> you yeah, haven't heard it yet. It was all written and recorded in one day. Do you know, I'm really looking forward to hearing that now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to it directly after I've watched the Evil Dead fan of it. Okay. Fuck you. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, um, we'll leave you with Gil's, uh, Gil's lovely, uh, lovely tune. It's called Halloween Be Thy Name. Oh, there we go. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. talking about the Antichrist. Or perhaps I am.
you have to stop thinking that we're dealing with a normal man here. We're, we're dealing with a, a soulless killing machine driven by pure animal instinct.
the boogeyman. As a matter of fact, I do believe it was. <laughs>